Hello and welcome back to GoldStockTrades.com. Today we have a new and special guest with us, Trent Mel. Trent is CEO of First Cobalt. Uh, First Cobalt could be one of the pure North, first pure North, North American cobalt producers. Trent, thank you for being here with us today. I, Jeff, Jeff, thanks, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Appreciate you being here. I know it's a busy day for you. You've had some news, but before we get into today's significant news, if you could give us an update on the electric vehicle market and cobalt and sort of where you see us in the market cycle, uh, I know demand is picking up rapidly for electric vehicles. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, we've, you've heard the expression of peak oil. Um, we are quickly, and this is coming out of BlackRock of all places, we're, we're quickly approaching peak peak ICE vehicle uh, market. And by that, I mean the, the transition from uh, the, the traditional combustion engine towards electric vehicle is getting ready to hit a crescendo here in the next couple of years. And it puts the automotive companies, the car companies, in a tough spot because at what point are you going to find yourself with an excess of vehicles that, that nobody wants to buy? And, and, and I think we're at a point now when some countries, not yet in America, but in some countries, you walk into a showroom and you make that, you have that conscious thought process of, do I want to wait a year and see what Audi and BMW and, and, and Volkswagen and the North American, the big three are, are going to come out, or do I want to buy a nice vehicle now? Last year alone, China saw a 78% increase in, uh, in electric vehicles uh, year over year. And, and globally, the market's growing at about 60% a year on average over the last five years. And yet, we're only at a 2.2% penetration rate worldwide. And so this is like uh, this is like uh, the iPhone. It's one of these things, hockey stick effect. We're getting real close. And despite what's been a challenging market for commodities, for cobalt, lithium, um, it's uh, it's it's starting to come back. So I'm feeling uh, finally, after a tough year, feeling pretty upbeat about the future. What is really important for us investors to understand is this secure supply of ethical North American cobalt supply. Cobalt's currently coming out of the DRC now. There's, we know, we've seen news of uh, child slave labor. There's the concern of Ebola as well. Maybe you can sort of highlight some of the concerns of just having our cobalt for our batteries coming from DRC and why some of the end users or manufacturers might want to have a secure, ethical North American cobalt supply. Yeah, this is this is a, a topic that has caught uh, our lawmakers' attention. The uh, Senate Committee on Energy Security has been looking at this with respect to not just electric vehicles but energy storage. You know, where are we going to get our cobalt and other critical minerals uh, in the future? And, and and cobalt, I keep saying it's the pinch point of the automotive supply chain because it's just not abundant. You know, cobalt historically we had enough out of our nickel mines and our copper mines as byproduct. But we are already at uh, this early stage in, a, in an automotive revolution. We're already at a point where lithium-ion batteries account for more than half of annual global production. And that production, almost 70% of it now, is coming out of the Congo. And you've got, like in the Northeast, you've got you know, conflicts. Uh, you've got rebels crossing the country. You've got human trafficking and Ebola. Uh, but then you've got just the, the general malaise, the instability of the regime changes, new taxes. And the biggest miners in the world are having a hard time making a go of it there. The Chinese control um, a big portion of that supply chain and they dominate the downstream, the refining into a, into a final product. 80% of cobalt sulfate that we use in EVs comes out of China. And so you look at that supply chain, where do you go? And, and I'm proud that we are just about the only real American story out there. Our peer uh, e-cobalt is 
announce that they're going to sell themselves to an Aussie company, take a listing down there and head office down there. And, you know, we're holding true to our story of mined in America eventually, but in the meantime, refined in America and sold into American vehicles. Well, let's discuss some recent news on First Cobalt because I think that we could be possibly turning the corner here. We've recently announced uh, a fine, you've recently closed a financing, and you've also um, produced battery grade cobalt sulfate, which is I, used for lithium ion batteries from uh, the, the, um, the refinery. So, if you could update us on these important news over the past couple of weeks, I'd really appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah. So, in a uh you know, in, in, in the last year, I think with the fears of a China slowdown, of course, a strong U.S. dollar and, and just some malaise in the market, the cobalt price has come under some pressure. There's been some some supply demand uh, imbalances as well that we're working our way through. Uh, but you know, when you when you get beyond that uh, that that sort of headline, uh, where where are you going to go for your for your energy and, and what makes sorry for our, for our, for our national security? And by that, I I include even military applications for that. What, what makes us unique is this refinery that we have in Canada. And uh, it's, we're talking about five, six hours by, by road or even by rail to, into Michigan and into the U.S. market. And so I think our opportunity here is to restart that refinery. While the cobalt market is perhaps in a depressed price, uh, the, the refinery margins are, are not impacted. A low cobalt means you pay less to buy your feed. And as we looked at our refinery and whether we would restart it and how that would look, um, it, it's fairly uh, impermeable in, in, in to the ups and downs of the cobalt market. And by that, I just mean good markets, bad markets. This refinery can make money. And so our strategy here is to become the first and only producer of refined cobalt uh, for, for, for North America. And the results that we put out today is it's more than a proof of concept. We, we basically took some material, third-party material out of the DRC, and we saw we wanted to see if we could repurpose this refinery, which used different feeds and produced a different cobalt product, and basically make it an electric vehicle uh, component, uh, or it's, I guess supply chain component for that for that market. And so we've got proof of that. I've got four different electric vehicle producers under NDA. We've got a couple of the big mining companies. We've got capital providers. All the pieces are there. But now having demonstrated that that indeed that flow sheet that facility can work. Now we need our partners. We've got to pick a mine, we've got to pick a, an auto company, and we've got to, to try to find our way down the aisle so that we can make that final decision that, yes, we're going back into production. Well, let's talk about, you know, I know for this refinery you got some of the DRC samples, but let's talk about your your projects in Idaho because you've also been drilling there, and it seems like you got a lot of cobalt there, and you might just be scratching the surface. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 bang on, Jeff. So historically, you know, we've relied on the DRC for most of our cobalt, and and that is not tenable for sort of geopolitical reasons. It's also not tenable just from a pure uh, supply perspective. There's just not enough of it. If you if you believe in the the EV, EV movement and energy storage, um, Idaho geologically, Idaho is is particularly unique, and not not just in America but worldwide. There is only one mine in the world out in Morocco that is uh, primarily producing cobalt with with some other byproduct metals everywhere else you're getting you're getting cobalt with with another you know another primary metal product idaho in an area called the the idaho cobalt belt has got a series of showings and historic works which were maybe of less interest in an era where you didn't care about the cobalt as much but it's really risen to the fore and i think you know looking forward 
Idaho could be five or ten percent of global production, and you've got a jurisdiction there, at least at the state level, where it's you know it's mining friendly. We got a lot of phosphate, a long history of silver mining, and our Idaho asset is particularly interesting because it doesn't have the arsenic issues that we've seen elsewhere in North America. And this is a deposit we're drilling it. Every single drill hole we put into this deposit uh, has hit, hit mineralization and continues to grow. And I think it stands to become one of the more important cobalt plays outside of Africa as we continue our work. Well, I know it's a busy day for you, Trent. Thanks for taking the time for uh, for us to explain today's important news and, and, and highlight First Cobalt, which is really critical company for the future of an ethical and American cobalt supply. It's one of the few companies that you can find that has quality cobalt assets right here in North America and near-term cash flow from this refinery in, in possibly the next year and a half, two years. Uh, go get more information at firstcobalt.com. Trent, is there anything else you'd like to conclude with or you'd like to highlight before we sign off? Well, I think you touched on it. I think the fact that we can be cash flowing in a relatively short period of time will make us masters of our own destiny and less reliant on the capital markets. And as we move forward with our refinery, we'll have the capital to advance our Idaho assets and to keep pursuing our America First strategy. Thanks, Trent, for being here with us today. Thank you, Jeff.